This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 191 of Youpreneur FM. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and thank you so much for being here, which is, if you're not aware of this already, the place to be. If you are a personal brand entrepreneur, such as a coach, consultant, author, speaker, blogger, podcaster, whatever it is you're doing business-wise, if you are building that business based around your personal brand and those that you want to serve, you are in the right spot. I guarantee it. Today, I'm sitting down with Brian Harris from videofruit.com, which is the weirdest branding name right? <laughs> on the subject of branding. We'll get into that a little bit into the chat, but bottom line is Brian is a super duper smart guy when it comes to email marketing, and I give him a good old grilling in regards to how we can grow our email marketing lists faster. You're going to love it. Before I do that, however, let me go ahead and remind you that if you have not already got access to the podcast's companion course, which is entitled the Youpreneur Launchpad, you can do so for free right now instantly by just simply going over to chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. That's chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. There's videos and lots of other stuff that you can get your teeth into to learn how to do this thing right. And I'll be happy to hold your hand a little along the way. So Brian and I um, have actually known each other for quite some time. I only really just had the opportunity to hang out properly in person with each other. Although we have actually met up at different events together from time to time in the last few years. But he's just one of those guys who, when you talk to him, you know that he's speaking from sheer out-on-out experience, plain and simple. And uh, what he does over at Video Fruit is basically teach other entrepreneurs how to grow their email lists and then you know market effectively to those email lists. And so I sat down with Brian. I wanted to not only give him a good grilling about this uh, specifically, but really try and kind of like get to the point of zooming in a little on how we can ultimately be growing our email marketing lists in a simple way format, right? I think a lot of times people try and complicate this very important part of doing business online. But if you keep it simple, everything becomes so much easier after the fact as well, because the systems are in place. You're already moving in a nice, simple direction. So here's my chat with Brian. Um, You're probably going to need a notebook. I'm just saying, because it's a real kind of strategy type focused episode. Go ahead and enjoy it. I'll be back at you soon. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Chris. All my pleasure, my man. All my pleasure. Now, we've known each other for a while online, but we've only just got to sort of hang out in person properly, anyway. Um, the first time a few weeks ago when I was in Nashville. It was very yeah. nice. We had a lovely lunch together. We did. I, I was at the current physical status of an 85-year-old man. I think I'd hurt my back the day before and could barely stand up straight. But, uh, but it, was, it was really nice to meet you and your wife and hang out with you guys and get to know you a little bit. Yeah, well, I know um, what that feels like, <laughs> as we discussed. And, and people who tune into my show know that I had back surgery a few years yeah. ago and everything, so they, they get it completely. You're, you're, you're back to normal, right? 
Yeah, we're back to good. Did uh, squats for the first time two days ago since that happened two weeks or so. Now, wasn't ago, that so. what what made you injure the back in the first place? Yeah, I'm kind of new to working out with heavy weights, so I, right. I'm sure my form isn't all that great. And uh, having I, I, probably every four or five years, I have weird back spasm stuff mm-hmm. happen, and uh, so I didn't hadn't stretched that day, and then did some squats, and my heaviest weight I'd done with squats, and I guess it kind of tweaked a little bit and got progressively yeah. worse. So, but uh, but yeah, we're we're good to go now. I'm actually standing. Up at the standing desk, I found just standing up helps substantially. Oh yeah, no, with, day, without so. a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> so listen, man. I mean, there was a few different directions we could have gone for this conversation, um, but the one I want to take is a good old fashioned list building, brainstorming type session because it's been a while since we covered it on the show uh, with our mutual friend Greg Hickman, and um, I think you know. Things change so much in regards to this topic on a regular basis. I think it's time we deep dive a little bit. So before we get going with that, for the sake of the listeners that maybe don't know a lot about who you are and what you do, give us the quick sort of 60-second elevator pitch, and then we'll roll straight into the content. Yeah, so I do two things. We help people grow their email list and then use that list to validate, create, and launch products. Um, so we started the site about two years ago, and it started as a, out of a frustration of me not knowing how to sell stuff to random people on the internet. Like, I have this cool idea. I have this thing. How do I get people to buy from me? So we started the blog, Video Fruit Blog, just as, or I started it. I say we, but me. <laughs> and uh, really, it was just like running a bunch of experiments. Like, I would see stuff you're doing or Pat was doing or Amy was doing or any of these people online that teach, and I would just try it. Um, and then report back on the results of it. Sometimes stuff worked, sometimes it didn't. And that's really what we do today still in the blog. We just experiment with stuff once a week and then write an exhaustive recap of how that experiment went went every week. So throughout that experimenting, I found that like the number one thing that mattered if you wanted to sell to random people off the internet was having a list of people, making them not random people, but having building a relationship with those people on an email list and then simply solving their problems by building or, or finding a product you could uh, give them in exchange for money. So that's what we've uh, kind of have doubled down on and focused on is doing that ourselves, and then helping other people do the same thing. So throughout that time, we've created a course now called Get 10,000 Subscribers. This shows you how to go from zero to 10K in 10 months and okay. how to use that list to then launch a product. So that's our, that's our core focus. And I love it. And I love the fact that you're, you, you know, you're consistently trying new things and that you are all about reporting back the you know the findings of those trials and those experiments as well because I think a lot of people they might be testing things out but they won't actually tell you what worked and what didn't they'll just sort of do it in the background so that's cool as well and that I think in itself is a good ploy a good focus for building a decent audience anyway because people want the transparency don't they yeah absolutely like I think like there's a big misnomer and you see this all all over the internet, when it's, it's heavy in online marketing, it's it's very prominent in almost any industry, and that's like like taking the role of being an expert in whatever you're teaching. Like I've lost track of the number of people that are either students or coaching clients or people that just read or people I, I run into that are teaching someone how to build a business online and they have never built a business online before. Um, and and that, there's some kind of weird part of that that doesn't seem normal to anyone. But there's a like there's kind of one. But there's people no. making money though. That's the thing. I mean, right, not right. That, that you know they might only make money for a short period of time. But yep. you're right. Like it, people accept it, and it's it's weird. Like with the logic behind it, it's just 
weird. So there's another approach you can take. Like most people think they have to be an expert. There's a a completely different approach that we've taken that has, that we found, I think that's been one of the number one reasons what we've done has worked so well. And instead of being an expert, even if you are an expert, this actually works better. If you're really, really smart at what you're doing, you've done it before and you know how to do it, it works even better if you don't play the expert part, but instead take an approach of learning out loud. So like Tim Ferriss does a great job of this. Like read any of his books. They're yep. all written from an experimental, let me try this and see what happens and report on what worked for me perspective. Instead of a, like he wrote a blog post, this has probably been five or six months ago now, but it was how I got 4 million downloads in our podcast in the first year, month, or whatever the time frame was. But if you look at the post, it wasn't written from a, my name is Tim Ferriss, I'm the expert, I'm coming down from the mountain with the tablets, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. It was written from a perspective of, hey, my name's Tim, I have no idea what I'm doing. I started this podcast as kind of a lark and something kind of worked. So I kept on doing that. And here's some things that worked well for us. Take those, try them and see what works for you. That approach of being open and transparent and learning out loud and making yourself slightly vulnerable and slightly actual, just be real instead of acting like you're an expert. Like expert works for very few people. Like it works for Gary Vaynerchuk because like he's an expert, like he's built uh, two uh, eight-figure-plus businesses with hundreds of employees, so he can tell you how to do that because he's done that. Uh, but that taking that learning out approach, if you're starting from the beginning, if you don't know how to do, like if if you're super interested, if you're pregnant and you're super interested in stand-up paddleboarding, you've been looking for a topic or something, like just take that topic you're really interested in and experiment with it. Buy, go buy 10 boards from Academy, try them all out, write a review on them, put them up in a one nice blog post, send back the 90 90- didn't use and use the one board you used and just share with me and teach me what you're learning as you're learning it instead of acting like you know everything under the sun. So that's something for us, like taking that experimental approach, learning out loud has worked extremely well. And I found this approach that almost no matter the industry uh, is more effective than playing an expert. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think for the very, for the very majority of the time, I would tend to agree with you. I think, like you say, there are people out there like Gary who have earned, you know, the, I guess, the, the, the title of expert by doing what they're doing and all the rest of it. Other people that, you know, might come to mind are guys like Richard Branson and, you know, these kind of people who I think publicly, everybody looks at them as an expert, right? Sure. But the, the, very, the very concept of building a business online, because it's online, it's so intangible a lot of the time. And pretty much anyone can get online and say what the hell they want. Um, And I think that's the issue with online business is that there are a lot of idiots out there that are claiming this, that and the other. And they're just, you know, they're lying all out. They're lying. It's like, you know, hiring a Ferrari for an hour at 1500 bucks just to take a photo sitting on the top of it. It, it, You know, this stuff drives me absolutely crazy as a guy myself who has almost 500 employees at three different businesses. Like I know how to build a business. So, you know, it, it, this kind of stuff drives me nuts. It really yep. does. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could get on a soapbox for a yeah, while. Yeah, this conversation could take a whole different turn. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, look, let, let's let's kind of let's get into what's been working for you. Yep. What's been working for Video Fruit? What's been working for your customers? Because again, list building as a whole changes so often, um, and I really, you know. I'm all about wanting to try and keep things as up-to-date as possible for myself as well as my listeners. So break it down, baby. Let's let's deep dive. Let's see what's going down. So one important lesson before you try to do any strategy at all is knowing where you're at and using strategies that work for where you're at right now. 
So if you're listening to that and you have no people on your email list, um, there are a set of strategies that are highly likely to work for you. If you have an email list of over 10,000 people and you have 100,000 uniques coming to your site, then you need to ignore exactly what I'm going to say to the people that have zero on their list. So it depends on where you're at. Um, and for the large majority of people, I know on our list and people that use our software and people that are in our courses, um, the majority, like 75% of the people are under 100 subscribers. That's where the majority of people are. They're starting out. Okay. And for you, I would say if you're there right now, like if you have zero and you're listening to this and you're like, man, I, need, I really need to start a list. I've heard Chris talk about it. I've heard Greg talk about it. I've heard Brian talk about it. I, I got to do that. What I would advise you to do is just start really, really simple. Like take out a piece of paper right now. Pick up your phone and then go to the last 10 people you've texted and send them a text message. You don't need to set up a ConvertKit account. You don't need to set up a lead pages account. You don't need a website. Don't need a domain. Start really, really simple and just send a text message and say, hey, Chris, um, this is Brad. And we talked a few weeks back. Um, I'm going to start a weekly newsletter where I send out. Uh, the results of experiments I'm going to run on about how to work out without hurting your back. I think that might be something to be interested in based on our conversation. Do you want in? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is nine out of the 10 people you ask that are your, that are in your immediate circle are going to say yes. And you have your first nine people for your email list. Literally start there. What happens with most people when they're first starting to build their list is they try to get super complicated. They try to go to completely cold traffic. What I found, what we found consistently, and we've tested this extensively, is the place to start isn't writing some big epic blog post and just crossing your fingers and annoying uh, influencers you don't have a relationship with to promote it for you. The thing that works the best when you're just starting out, if you're zero to 100 subscribers, is make a list of the last 10 people you've talked to and ask them to join your list and continue to do that inside of your network because you're going to be talking to two different types of people. There's going to be a segment of the pe- of those people, maybe 20 to 30% of them that are actually really interested in whatever topic you're talking about. The other, you know, 70 to 80% of people you're going to ask aren't super interested in how to work out without hurting your back, but they're really interested in you. Sure. And they have 7, 800, they have a lot of people in their network that are potentially interested in you. So what we do, like uh, Seth Godin has a term called eager sneezers. Mm-hmm. And these are people, or sneezers I think is what he calls them. These are sneezers are people that will take an idea and sneeze and tell people about it. And they, they pass what he calls an idea virus around. Like they can take that initial thing and spread it out. So what we found is by focusing just for a one to seven day period, with nothing but a pen and piece of paper in your phone, and by contacting everyone you know and inviting them to your list, literally just use the exact script I just gave you. In less than 24 hours, most people can have the first 100 people on the list. And then what you do, you just go to those people and say, hey, Chris, thanks for joining. I'm really excited about running all these experiments. Do you know two other people that might be interested in this as well? It's just it's like it sounds almost stupid simple, but it works. Well, and almost usually, everyone that actually does this can get to 100 to 200 subscribers within a week just by asking people. Like old school, go out, knock on a door, go out, text message somebody, go out, call a friend, and invite them on your list, write it on a piece of paper. And then you have to take the next step of actually digitizing that and turn it into something you can use. But the very first step for someone is ask everyone you know. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, sometimes we do lose track of the fact that it is actually the easiest, simplest, most uncomplex things that we do that ultimately move the needle the most, I think. Like for me personally, I like to keep things as simple 
and as lean and as mean as possible in my businesses. I think the moment I start trying to complicate things or trying to juggle too many balls at the same time, that's the moment that things start to go wrong. Um, I don't know about you, but that's the way I look at it. Simple, simple is always the way to go. <laughs> yeah, even for us, Chris, like we always like we we just finished two day retreat with our team. We were talking about some specific goals, trying to figure out what our goals are, and then trying to work a plan to accomplish those. And and we always like my tendency is, and I don't know if yours is or other people's is, but uh, my tendency is always to say, all right. We have the X number of people on our list already. We have X number of customers already. How do we go find, you know, a hundred more or a thousand more or ten thousand more people? That's usually the wrong question. You don't have to go and try to find cold people that don't know you exist. Usually what you can do that the best people you have are the people you already have on your list. So like for me and you, if we send an email out today that said, hey, guys, thanks so much for being on my list. I really appreciate you. Do you know two people that might be interested in the same topic, like that might be interested in the last blog post you read? If so, just click this button and send them this email and, and tell them about our list. Like if you sent that email today, you would pick up multiple hundreds of new subscribers just by giving the people that already know, like, and trust you a way to tell a friend about it. Yeah. Like th that's something that people skip over. Like we always want to go to new people instead of concentrating on and serving and building a relationship with and asking the people on our list to send us more people. So is that something that's going to get you to a hundred thousand people by just working on the 100 existing people in your network? No, but it's where you start. If you start by try, if you've never messed with Facebook ads before and you listen to some podcast that talked about Facebook ads, you have no list, you have no topic, you have no product, and from day one, you think you're going to go make a Facebook ads work for you, you're going to waste a lot of money, a lot of time, and your wife or her husband is going to get really mad at you when you waste your money. So that's like that's an advanced strategy that works really well once you get it going, but it's not something a beginner should be touching unless you have happened to have worked for some PPC agency and you you really know what you're doing. But for 99% of people, that is a terrible place to start. And the failure rate on that is extremely high. The failure rate on asking your 10 closest friends to join your list and ask one person is almost 100%. So when you're doing any, when you're growing a business of any sort, sequencing is everything. Like doing the right things, but doing them in the right order. Because in the very beginning, what you're optim the primary thing you're optimizing for is you not quitting. Like, and if you go spend $500 on Facebook ads, and I'm, I'm just picking on that for a minute, but sure. it could be many things. Um, if you go spend $500 on Facebook ads and you have the conversation with your husband or wife and you convince them like, hey, we got to do this because X person told me I should do that. And you go do that and you lose that money. The chances of you continuing is extremely low because now your spouse is mad because you just lost $500. You're demoralized because you lost the money and you don't know what to do next. So optimize for success at every single stage. And the, and the key to that is knowing what to do and what order to do it in. So in the very beginning, that, that, that works really well. Now, for somebody like us, Chris, that maybe is further along, maybe you're over a thousand subscribers. Maybe you have maybe a couple thousand visitors a month coming to your website. You have a couple thousand people on the list. Um, one, one or two things that have worked really, really well. And these are the first two things I do for people if they hire me and they have some existing assets, like they have some existing traffic going on. Two things. Number one is... Um, we call it an upside down homepage template for all the, for full details on that. I'm, you can put it in the show notes or just Google upside down homepage. And there'll be a blog post on the lead pages blog that I wrote that kind of, it'll actually gives you the template you can use. Love it. We found this to increase, well, actually let's set this up a little better. So the majority of traffic, almost every website I've ever looked at, like the Google analytics behind the scenes, including some of the biggest uh, sites in our industry, the majority of traffic, usually 80 to 90% of all the traffic coming to that site comes to 10 pages. 
like 10 pages account, like they might have thousands of pages on the site, but the majority of that traffic comes to 10 pages and that's it. So what we found was if we just concentrate, don't worry about the 990 other pages, just focus on the top 10 because that accounts for almost everything going on on the website. So we do two things to to optimize that traffic because if we can take that traffic and make it convert, like maybe it is already converting at 1%. So if a thousand people come to the site, 10 people opt in, like that's, that'd be a low conversion rate. If we can optimize that and get it up to, you know, 10% or 20% or 30%, that could be the difference in you collecting 10 addresses a day and you collecting two to 300 addresses a day, not by creating new content, not by doing a new product, but just by optimizing the top 10 pages. So there's two things we do. Number one is go to your root domain, chrisducker.com, videofruit.com, michaelhyatt.com, whatever the main domain is. Okay. And instead of having like a blog feed, with a list of all the, the seven blog posts and all your categories and your sidebar with your ads and opt-ins and all this, like a million things for people to do the first time they come to your website. Instead, use an upside-down homepage template. So we did this. We ran an experiment with uh, quite a few different sites, one of which was Michael Hyatt. Uh, his homepage, michaelhyatt.com, you can go there now. If you ever have gone to a site before, open up the incognito tab and go to it so you can actually see this. Because uh, once you've done the action we want you to do on the homepage, you don't see this page anymore. You go to the blog feed. But he was getting a 0.6% conversion rate on the old blog feed style homepage, which means, I think if I've done my math right, uh, out of 1,000 people, just double check myself, 6%. Okay, out of 1,000 people, 60 people opted in. So Michael gets a whole lot more than 1,000 visitors a day to his site. But let's say it's 1,000 people, that means 60 people opted in. Sure. After we just changed that one page on his website, the conversion rate went to 12%. <laughs> which is 120 people opting into a site, which over the course of a year for him, I forget the exact numbers, but it's around, uh, I think it was around 100,000 new subscribers a year, roughly. And that's that's been a few months back, so I might be slightly inaccurate on that. But around 100,000 new subscribers per year by one change that took a couple hours on the homepage of a site. Here. So you can Google Upside on Homepage Template, download a copy of it, and check it out for all the details on what it looks like. But it's just changing up the format of the page so that the first time someone comes to the page, you make it really simple for them to do the thing you want them to do. You make it really easy for them to understand what you do and give them a first step, which consists of them giving your email address in exchange for some really valuable piece of information, kind of like a lead magnet, but with a slight twist on it. Uh, and we found that decreases the bounce rate of the first visitors coming to the site. So the bounce rate is the number of people that come to the site and leave within just a few seconds, typically, without doing the thing you want them to do. So by setting up an upside-down homepage template, the bounce rate goes down drastically. People actually stay on the page, they read the page, and then they give you their email address at the end. So that's one tweak that uh, if you don't use that or some variation of it, you're literally just throwing email subscribers away, and you're making it harder for people that find you to understand what you do and to get into your world and to benefit from what you teach and what you provide. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, so we were talking about the top 10 pages account for 80 to 90% of traffic for most sites. The, the Usually the number one page, or usually the top two or three, but typically number one is your root domain. So by taking care of that, you've taken out, you know, 30 to 50% of all your traffic now converts really, really well. The second thing is looking at your, your next nine pages, which, which typically, and this could vary a little bit, but typically are your top nine most popular blog posts. And you might have an about page in there, a product page in there, depending on what type of site you have and how sure. well you've done at SEO and that kind of thing. But typically it's your nine most popular blog posts or next up. So what we do for those is create a content upgrade. 
So everybody knows what a lead magnet is. It's it's like a free download you give on your site. Usually you see it like in a sidebar, someone giving away an, an ebook or a video series or something like that. So it's taking the concept of a lead magnet and making it much more effective. So let's take our friend Pat Flynn, for example. Pat has one of the most popular posts on his site every month or his monthly income reports. And I haven't looked at these in the last couple of months, but uh, I'm going to assume it's probably the same as last time I looked. At the bottom of those monthly income reports, so let's say Pat gets like 10,000 people that read one of those posts. So 10,000 people come to the site, read this post, and at the bottom of the post, the reason they're reading the post is because they're interested in how Pat made money. Like there's some curiosity factor, but the main reason people read those is so they can learn something from that and try to do the same thing Pat did. Sure. Right? But the problem with the way Pat, for, uh, Pat formats those posts, if he was trying to optimize for email subscribers, which I'm not sure if he is or not, but at the end of the post, he has a lead magnet there. But in the past, that lead magnet has been download my ebook on how to write ebooks. Right. Called, I think it's called eBooks the Smart Way. Yep. The problem with that is nobody that comes to that blog post, very few people are interested in writing an eBook. What they want to know is, Pat, how did you make $50,000 a month from selling Bluehost hosting? Which sure. has, in the past, typically been like the number one income producer for him. Like, that's what they really want to know. Like, how can I do what you're doing? So what I would do if we're setting up a content upgrade for Pat's site, if those income reports are some of the more traffic sites, we would create a lead magnet specifically for that post. So at the bottom of that post, maybe in the middle of that post, if it's a longer post, we'd have a call to action that said, hey, be able to create an online business that allows you to not even have to create product, but be able to sell other people's products like I'm doing. And this is a terrible call to action. This is way too long. We would shorten this up. But sure. basically, click here, and I'll show you how to do that. I'll give you this free 15-minute video that shows you how to be an affiliate marketer like I am. That, based on my experience in the past, that would instantly 10x the opt-ins of that post. Hmm. So currently, like my guess, based on what I've seen before, Pat probably gets below a 1% opt-in rate on those blog posts. If he created a lead magnet, which can take 30, it can take 30 minutes or less, like you don't have to take massive amounts of time, he probably already has something he's created before that he could offer there. It'd be the difference in getting 10 out of every 1,000 people to opt-in and increasing that to two to 300 people opting in from every blog post. Yeah. So what we do, we go to the, those two places. We go to the homepage. We use an upside-down homepage template. Then we go to the top 10, 9, 10 top popular blog post and create a lead magnet specifically for that post and offer it inside of that blog post. Uh, if you just Google content upgrade, you'll see a post I wrote about that. I think Brian Dean from Backlinko has written a few posts about that as well and kind of see some examples of it and some step-by-step -step how to do it. But as far as effectiveness with websites that exist and have a little traction already, that's like, like if you're interested in growing a list at all, block out tomorrow and do that immediately because if you yep. don't have that set up, you're bleeding subscribers. So let me ask you this, I mean, you say that it doesn't take long to put together a content upgrade. I mean, obviously... Like, I, I mean, I'm sure you're the same as well, but for me personally, I don't want to put just any old junk out there yep. just to get an email address. I personally think it would take longer than 30 minutes to put together a lead magnet or, or an, a content upgrade of some variety just because, eh, it's just the way I am. You know right. what I mean? Like, in terms of the content itself, then we'd have to go to do a designer or, you know, whatever the case may be. I appreciate the fact that it's probably way easier than the majority of people think. I don't think it would take me 30 minutes. I think it would take me a little longer to put that together. But from your experience and the, and the stuff that you've done also for yourself as well as your clients, what has worked the best in terms of content upgrades in terms of the actual format, not the fact that it's relevant, et cetera, et cetera, but what's sure. worked the best in terms of the stuff itself? 
Okay, so the method out, the question I ask at the end of a post is what, and this is this is specifically relevant to if you're teaching. Now, this works no matter, like I've worked, done this on e-commerce sites, sites that aren't teaching based, but there might be people listening that aren't like teaching a subject. Maybe they're selling widgets of some sort. So uh, temporarily pause that. I'm going to guess the majority of people are teaching something. If you have a teaching based approach and maybe just the blog post is a how to type of post, which is the majority of stuff I write and the majority of people I work with do that type of thing. Sure. Like if you're teaching how to do something, the question I ask at the end of the post is what would help someone take the first step quicker? Or what would make it easier for someone to take the first step they need to take in order to get this result? So let me give you an example. Um, maybe this doesn't perfectly map, but, and this somewhat challenges the maybe it takes longer than 30 minutes like can you take longer than 30 minutes absolutely is it absolutely required not at all right so uh google how to write a book the number one blog post or number one article that comes up maybe number two depending on when you when you listen to this is a article from jeff goines and it's how to write a book it gets a lot of traffic to that post as you can imagine no doubt yeah Uh, so that post is a is a pretty thin post actually it's 10 tips on writing a book and i think we beefed it up a little bit but when i first started working with jeff um, I'll use some round numbers because I don't. It's been a year or so, so I don't remember the exact things. But he got. Let's say he gets around forty thousand people to come to his site every month. From that, he was getting less than a tenth of a percent of people to opt into that post. So remember, the blog post teaches you ten tips to write a book. So what we did, we just created ten more tips. And I think I, I could be wrong on this. It's been a while since I've looked at it. I think we did those in a video format. So what I told Jeff was, Hey, Jeff. Um, what are 10 more things we could do? Turn on your phone. And this, this is what anybody can do. Turn on your phone and record yourself talking through those 10 steps. <laughs> and then it. you can use the lead magnet of, hey, you just learned 10 steps. You want to learn 10, you want to uh, go through a video workshop or a video tutorial or a Q&A video with me where I give you 10 more steps. If so, click here in your email address and I'll give that to you. And you just put it on the thank you page when they opt in, give them the video and they can opt into it. Um, so like, it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as... Um, you just answering questions that you know people would have from that. What I tend to do, though, what I found to be the most effective, Chris, to answer your, directly answer your question, to, inc- to have the best opt-in rate, is make the first step easy. That could look like, depending on the post, it could look like a video tutorial that you do. You just literally turn on Camtasia. If you're teaching someone, let's say you're teaching someone how to set up Sumo Me in your blog post. Sure, like, yeah. Turn on Camtasia, hit record, go to Sumo Me, and set it up. Trim off the front, trim off the back, export it, upload it to Wistia, and that's your content an upgrade. Um, it could look like a checklist version of the post. So let's say you have a post that has 10 steps in it. Just open up a Google Doc. Actually, uh, if you Google lead magnet video fruit, there's like 11 lead magnet ideas. And I think I have a Google Doc template for this one I'm about to describe where you can just literally clone it and then put your information in it and it works really well. Uh, but just take, if you let's say you have 10 steps in the post you're teaching, just copy and paste the name of those 10 steps to a checklist, have a nice little checkbox with it, give it a name, and that's your content upgrade. Because what's that's gonna, what that's going to do is make the first step easier because after someone reads a 3,000-word blog post about how to do something, they feel overwhelmed. Sure. And at the very end, if you say, hey, okay, that was a lot of stuff. I know you want to do this. So the first step you need to take is download this checklist and execute step number one. It makes it easy. It's incentivizing them. And it feels like a massive value thing because it is. It helps them actually implement. So there's a bunch of different ideas. That lead magnet post, you can include that in show notes. People can Google it. Or there's lots of lead magnet ideas around there. But basically, it's a lead magnet that helps them uh, that's specifically related to the blog post that they're reading. Uh, and those are just so a couple rel- ideas. Yeah, relevancy factor is huge, I think. Like whenever I've personally... Um, you know, decided to give away my email address or something, it's because it's been incredibly 
relevant in regards to not only the content that I've just consumed, but also the problem that I'm wanting to solve myself. Uh, yeah, one more example, know. just real quick. This might help people just with ideas. Uh, working with Michael Hyatt, there was a post he had. I think this is like number three or four, number four most popular blog posts. And it was a really old post. When we dug into analytics, this post was like, I think from like four or five years ago. Wow. And the, the title was like, um, the top 50 literary agents for Christian authors. Mm. So basically, if, you, if you're writing a book in the Christian genre, these are like 50 agents you could contact to potentially rep your book. And he had, the blog post was like two or 300 words of intro and basically disclaiming the list, like, hey, I haven't worked with all these people, but if you're, if you're ready to publish a book, here's the basic steps, and then here's the list at the bottom. And he just had a table, just like a, a WordPress table at the bottom of the post with all 50 people listed out. So when I dug in and saw that was like number two or, two or three most popular blog posts, I was like, all right, this is what we got to do. We got to beef up the post part of this. So give a little outline of what to do to contact them and how to go about getting a book deal. And he has enough content. We could kind of weave that together without writing tons of new original stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then we took the, that table of 50 people, put it inside of a PDF that his guy designed up and looked look pretty because Michael wants the stuff to look really nice and rightly <laughs> so. And then we just put a, a lead box on it. So the blog post told people how to do it. He already had traffic coming to the site. And that now at the bottom of the post, it said, hey, if you want a list with the names, phone numbers, and physical addresses and email address of the top 50 literary agents, click here and leave your email address. The opt-ins on that was one of the most successful content upgrades I've ever seen. Like it was, I think at the time, I haven't looked at the numbers in a while, but in the 30 to 40% of people that even landed on the page were opting in. And he gets a ton of traffic to that post. So like make the first step easy. So for him... People come to that site, wanted to be able to publish a Christian book, and he made it super simple by just giving you 50 people that could literally publish your book. Um, so huge. just make it simple for people. Absolutely huge. I mean, I remember not so long ago, a couple of years ago, we were redesigning the Virtual Starfinder website, and on our FAQ page, there was a, and this just goes back, you know, goes back to what you were saying, look at your analytics, look at what's working, look at what's not working, look at what people are clicking, et cetera, et cetera. On our FAQ page, there was a question on there, something along the lines of, you know, how much should I pay my virtual assistant or how should I pay my virtual assistant? I can't quite remember what it was. But what we did is we actually put together like a salary guide of all the different types of positions that you can get for VAs in the Philippines, what you should be looking to pay them, how you can incentivize them, what bonus structures should look like. And we turned it into a blog post, basically. Mm. Now, that was, that was always up there. And we basically just naturally thought, well, we'll link to it. We'll link to that blog post from the FAQ page. But then once, I, once it had been up there being linked to for about four to five months or so, I went back to the page to see what the percentage of people were that were clicking on that link. Mm-hmm. And something like 40% of the people that went to the FAQ page were wow. clicking on that link to get <laughs> to the blog post. So yeah. we instantly turned the blog post into an ebook, which we called the Ultimate Virtual Assistant Salary Guide. And instead of providing it for free, so to speak, as a blog post, we turned it into an ebook and we updated that link to a pop up box. And now, I mean, oh God, I don't know how many people have opted in to that book. Well over, well over 20,000 people. Have, that's that, that's have opted honestly, into that. that's one of the easiest ways to do it. If you have existing content, you don't, you don't even have to, like we found there's zero difference in conversion rate or customer satisfaction if, like we had a, pop, a universal pop-up for a while, but the same 
concept could be applied to a content upgrade. Sure. Um, where we the pop up like we wrote a, a post that that did really really well, like our most popular blog post at the time ever, and we just had a pop up that that said, "Hey, do you, whatever the headline of the blog post was, I don't remember what it, I think it was like a uh, it was some clickbaity sounding article. It was like how to make a thousand dollars in fourteen day fourteen days, even if you don't have an idea. It was a cool framework, um, and people liked it, did well. Get good, good case studies out of it. So we just had a pop-up on the site that says, hey, want to learn how to make your first $1,000 in 14 days without an idea? Enter your email address. When they enter their email address, they just went to the blog post. Sure. Like, you don't even have to create a thing. Like You can just take the stuff you already have. People just want information. Like The more hurdles they have to jump through, typically the worse the user experience oh, yeah. is. That isn't oh, yeah. always the case, but uh, sometimes downloading a, a PDF ebook is annoying. Like just, just give me the stuff. And if you get right. it in a blog post, just send them to the blog post. So if you, if you have like, let's, let's go back to the pad example. Like if pad already has a tutorial about like, I know, I think he does like a, a whole a walkthrough of how to set up WordPress sites and that kind of thing. If he has like a tutorial he's done on affiliate marketing, instead of having to create a new uh, content upgrade for those, um, income reports just at the bottom have a call to action that says hey do you want to learn how to do the same thing click here and it pops up enters the email address and then they go to the blog post that he's already written about that topic like people will be happy of that it's easy it's quick you're able to get the information and it took pat 30 minutes to set that up and he didn't have to create anything at all sure Uh, so that's that's like the the mvp version that's by far the the simplest way to do that chris i want to give one other strategy if you're cool with it for people in the beginning um, because this content upgrade upside down homepage stuff can be annoying to people if they're listening to this and like they don't have traffic. They're like, okay, that's great. I'll set up that stuff and nobody's going to find me. So we talked right. about the inviting everyone you know strategy. Do that. Don't skip over that. If you want to get a couple hundred subscribers within the next week, that's by far the best strategy, the most consistent. I've never, I've literally have, and I've taught this to thousands of people. I've never had one person actually execute it and not get to 100 subscribers. And if you have trouble with that, just personally email me, brian at videofruit.com. But uh, before you email me, spend at least 24 hours right. executing that. Right. Like, do it first. But if you have a problem, be like, hey, I've done this, and I've emailed 100 people, and everyone said, no, I hate you. Email me, and I'll personally help you do that. Second thing to do. Uh, so once you've done that, once you've exhausted that, uh, there's some basic setup stuff you can do, like go ahead and get your email service provider. Uh, if you don't have a website, get that stuff set up. So spend a week or two to set up... <coughs> excuse me, uh, to set up your foundation, then you need to grow the list. Like you need to get traffic, you need to get email subscribers. So one of the things I love doing and, and that works um, really, really well, the success rate is really high on this, is something I call the poster boy formula. Um, so one of the more annoying things is you have the list of a couple hundred people, you have the website set up, you're all optimized, you're ready to go, but now you have the same question you had in the very beginning. How do I get random people off the internet to find me and to opt in so that I can sell them stuff? So the poster bill formula is the first thing I recommend doing after you've got to that stage. Um, so what this is, is ma- step one of this is making a list of five podcasts you listen to, five courses you've bought, five blogs you've read. You can make this books you've read. It could be any number of things. This is just to get you primed. Make a list of 15 people that you follow that you're familiar with already. Step number two um, Spend a few minutes with each person, thinking about each person. Like you could take me and Chris right now. Like you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you've gotten some light bulb moment out of it. No matter, maybe over the 40 minutes of us talking, you get something out of it. So notice with each person and write down, just jot down on a piece of paper real quick. What's one thing that you've learned from that person? And ideally, one thing you've learned from that person that you've implemented and got some type of result from. So step one, make a list of 15 people you pay attention to already. Step two, jot down one positive result you've got from something they've taught. 
And then step three, reach out to them and tell them thank you for that. Love that. So let me, Love let that. me give you an example of like how this actually produces traffic and email subscribers. So I did this. This was... I didn't even really know I was doing this at the time. This just this whole framework came out of like me looking at, all right, what did we do, what worked, and this stood out as a thing that consistently works no matter what scale you're at. If you're over 100,000 subscribers, do this. If you're under 100 subscribers, well, invite everyone you know, then do this. Um, so let me give you an example. This was probably, let's see, 1654. This was like May-ish, April, May of 2014. Lead pages at the time was fairly new. I think they were like a year or so old or so. Maybe I might have a timeline off. But uh, but I remember buying their software, setting up my first landing page, uh, doing all different types of crazy experiments to try to get traffic. And then I remember going in. at the, This was the old lead pages dashboard, but they used to show you. And they might still. Uh, they showed you the conversion rate of the page. And I remember I logged in and it was like 70% conversion rate, which I don't even know if I really knew what that meant. But I went to Twitter I looked up Clay Collins, who's the one of the owners of or co-founders of Lead Pages, yep. and I direct messaged him on Twitter. Nobody go direct message Clay on Twitter. The point of this isn't to copy me, but do this in your own context. And I, I sent him a direct message and said, "Hey Clay, man, thanks so much for Lead Pages. I pulled a seventy-five percent conversion rate on my first landing page. Thank you." He responded back with, "Dude, that's awesome." And that was it. Right. Uh, six months goes by. Clay goes on Pat's podcast. Uh, and you could you could probably search Pat's record to get the exact timeline on this, but a few months go by, Clay goes on Pat's podcast and mentions me on the podcast. I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. And Clay responds and tells me that, and that's pretty cool. Um, and then that turns into Clay introducing me to Tim Page when they started their uh, podcast called Conversion Cast. Yeah, so going yeah. on the Conversion Cast podcast. Remember, all this started with me paying attention to someone I was already paying money to and someone I was learning from and saying, thank you, here's the result I got. So Clay talks about me on Pat's podcast. I pick up a few subscribers from that. Clay introduces me to Tim, who invites me on the Lead Pages podcast, which I pick up a few hundred subscribers from that. That turns into a guest post on the Lead Pages site, which produces about 1,000 subscribers. Um, and that uh, turns into a second uh, blog post on the Lead Pages site, which turns into a few thousand more subscribers. All in total, from that one tweet, we picked up right at 4,000 email subscribers. You got to love it. You gotta from love it. Just saying thank you one time. So do this on a weekly basis. Like do this today. You could do this on me and Chris if you've legitimately got value from this. Go and invite one person to join your list and then email me, me or Chris and say, dude, podcast was great. I actually executed this and I got this result. What makes this so effective is the best way to sell any product is by telling the stories of this, your successful customers. So go to the, the homepage of almost any company, and what you'll see are pictures of their customers that have been successful. Be the, be the poster boy for their product. Go to Infusionsoft.com. What do you see? Testimonials. Go to ConvertKit.com. What do you see? Testimonials. Go to VitaFruit.com. What do you see? Testimonials. Like Those are everywhere. So be the testimonial that is told. And that has built more relationships, has produced more traffic and subscribers, especially in the early days, more so than almost anything else I've ever tried. And you can do that no matter your size, no matter if you're just starting out or not. You can say thank you, you can execute, and you can share the results uh, with a person. And that will produce um, the thing you need uh, to get traffic and subscribers. Sometimes that directly results in things like them promoting you. Sometimes it results like uh, one of the first times I did this, it took two years for that to pay off. But it turned out to be a $10,000 a month contract for a few months that I had with this person. And it started two years earlier by me saying thank you. So Use the post formula no matter your stage. I actually have a, a weekly checklist item for me where I always do this once a week to someone. Not, not do this makes it sound nefarious. I just openly look for things I'm doing that I've learned from other people and tell them thank you. And that results in a relationship with that person and almost always, if it makes sense, some form of promotion with that person as well. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, 
I, I don't think we say thank you to the people that help us as much as we should. Absolutely not. Like it's, it's like I it truly should believe be that human reaction. And and don't like if you're doing this and your primary motive is to like you to gain out of it, don't do it. Yeah, that's the wrong move. Yeah, yeah like you you have like you can't like as I've taught this, like I've had to start caveating it a lot because I'll get emails from people like, "Hey Brown, thanks, for- <laughs> I got a subscriber. Will you promote me?" Right, no, right, right. <laughs> like you wouldn't do that in real life. Don't do it online. Like be a normal human. Like, don't be a weirdo. Like, tell people thank you and genuinely mean it and let that relationship naturally grow. Sometimes it might grow immediately. Sometimes it might take two years. But if you do that every week for the next 52 weeks, I guarantee your list will be significantly bigger and your relationships will be significantly stronger than before you started. Love it. Love it. I love it. I love it, man. Well, we've come to the end of our time together. I know everybody listening, a collective, no, has <laughs> come out of this. But um, I'm pretty sure that you're going to be back on the show again at some point in the in future. Um, guys, if, if you are tuning in, uh, you know, these are like, what have we got here? We've got three solid, three solid strategies here. Number one, reach out to people that you already know, even if you've got no list, get them to subscribe, get them to suggest other people that might like your stuff. Number two, post a boy all the way. Love that as well, by the way. Maybe a little bit more advanced, the content upgrades. We've talked about content upgrades on the show before. We hear Greg Hickman talk about it. We've had Tim Page talk about it from the aforementioned um, you know, conversion cars and everything. Like, guys, honestly, this is simple stuff. You should be doing it. But I think a lot of people, let me ask you this one last question. Why do people, let's, let's look at the content upgrade. Is it simply because it's more work? Why do people not do this more? Why are there not people doing this? Oh, absolutely. Anything that takes more time, people don't do. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a great competitive advantage. But they Just love to, yeah, the but they love stuff. to, they love to, they, they love to like, you know, um, complain about not growing their list fast enough or not having a big enough list to launch their product to, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, doing I'll, the I'll actual for, work, you know. For a second, I'll pick on podcasters. Like, I, like, this is a theory. I could be wrong, but I think I'm at least partially right. I think the reason podcasting became so extremely popular is because it can be easy. Mm. It's a whole lot harder to write words on paper than it is to Agreed. jump on an interview with someone and talk to them, the same person that a hundred other people have talked to, right? So, like, you can do podcasting really well, like you do, like Tim Ferriss does. Uh, there's a lot of people that do it well, or there's there's a, actually not a lot of people. There's few people that do it really, really well, and it really, really works. But don't optimize for ease of your job. Don't optimize for you working as little as humanly possible and making as much money as possible. I guess you can do that if you want to. You, I, you probably don't need to follow me if that's your intent um, because I'm not, I'm not good at giving that advice because I think it's a blue herring unicorn thing that's almost impossible to optimize for, sure. especially if you've never done a business before. But most people are just lazy. Like Most people just don't want to work at all. So if you just do the hard stuff and you just don't quit, you will beat 90% of people out there. Like it's re- like That sounds super simple. It is absolutely true. And the longer I've been in this, the more I've seen this. Yeah. Like Most people just will copy exactly, literally exactly what everyone else does and then complain when it doesn't work. The reason it doesn't work is you're just literally copying people. There's no uniqueness. There's no, you're trying to play the expert. You're the 22-year-old life coach. Like, dude, quit. You're not, you don't even know about life yet. Like, quit doing that. Like, go either learn out loud and be transparent that you don't know anything or go take a job for 10 years and learn something and then teach that, right? So, like, it's you're playing a part. So, I would say the reason most people don't do it, Chris, is because it takes time. It takes work. It takes creative energy, and most people aren't willing to do that. Yeah. Uh, Amen. I couldn't agree more with you, brother. Um... 
you're awesome. I wish we had more time, but uh, I think it's great to be able to finally get you on the show. And, and it was fantastic hanging out with you uh, in person not so long ago. I, I truly look forward to our, um, our next uh, opportunity to be with each other. Me too, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right. So you guys tuning in, find out a little bit more about Brian and all these great strategies, videofruit.com. Show notes, as always, will probably link to a hundred different people that Brian mentioned in this show uh, over on the show notes. Chris Sorry, sorry show notes person. Yeah, uh, there I'll you go, this. right? <laughs> She'll be cursing your name now. Um, show notes will be eventually, when she's done putting them together, over at chrisducker.com forward slash episode 191. Brian, thanks again for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me on. Bye. All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in. We will be back at you again next week with another fantastic chit-chat. Until then, take your care and go and create some fantastic content upgrades, if nothing else. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If the idea of an entrepreneurial community where you get to learn from the best in the business, as well as rub shoulders, gain support, have access to immediate feedback, as well as nonstop accountability from your peers, is something that excites you, then visit youpreneur.com for more information and to get started on building a business you can truly be proud of today. That's youpreneur.com. We'll see you on the inside.